All right. Good evening and welcome to Lost in the Long Box for Wednesday, July 17th. Um, I'm your host, Randall. Got my partners in crime over here. Enos. Tommy. And Madman working our boards. Hello. And you know what? That's... As we the show was starting, I was fumbling around and putting stuff, um, getting it ready, and I put some stuff down on the keyboard and the laptop, and then all stuff on my screen started going wonky, and so I had to take it off again. And it just dawned on me, I'm going to need a freaking table over here now. This, this is what we're getting to. I now need a table beside me when we uh. podcast. <laughs> so how is everybody doing? Doing pretty good. Awesome. Glad to hear that. Anything uh, big happened for anybody this weekend? No, I got a chance no. to uh, to really watch Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If you're a Batman fan, I strongly suggest you add this to the uh, DVD collection because it was very, very good. A lot better than what I thought it was going to be in the fight with Batman and Shredder is worth... Everybody is saying that. Yes, the, the, um, there were... Uh, there were two fights between Batman and the uh, Shredder, and I'm not going to give you the outcome of either. It's something you got to see. Just talking about it is not going to do it justice, so trust me on that. Yeah, let's let's see who can pick this up. You'll fight well in the old ways, but now you face the Shredder. Or local sake. <laughs> the Shredder? Maybe all that hardware's for making coleslaw. <laughs> yeah. so, all right. Cricket? Nobody understands cricket. cricket. <laughs> you got to understand what a crumpet is to understand cricket. So only one of those movies that are actually worth watching. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Secret of the Ooze was good, too. I'd, I'd like to part in the first one when they're fighting in uh, the flower shop and they're just pounding away right. on the floorboard and it looks up it says uh so guys this may not such a be be such a good time structurally speaking for your <laughs> friends to jump in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's face it the the uh original teenage mutant ninja Tur- turtle movie was far superior to the remake that we got oh my god yeah. i didn't even see the second one after the re- after the first remake that one was just not good there was oh. only one good part in the secret of the ooze that i like when uh uh, Ernie Rice Jr. played the uh, pizza boy, and Raphael was hiding, and his toe was sticking out. And he goes up there, well, I'll just see who is here. And he steps on his toe, and Raphael goes, can I hurt him? Please, tell me <laughs> I can hurt him. <laughs> that rest of it. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the news items. So I'm actually a fan of the Supergirl TV show on CW. I don't know if anybody else is. Um, but Melissa Benoist had hinted a few days ago that there was going to be a new costume. And then she Instagrammed it the other day, which I also put this um, on our uh, Lost and Lost Box uh, Facebook page. Um, shared the Supergirl 5 costume and her hairdo, and I hate it. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, hate, I hate them both. Uh, uh, if you if you agree that it, it that you hate it, raise your hand. Yeah. Yes, I, I think we're all, in, all no. three hands up over yeah. here, and and four back there for Mad Men. I'm playing I'm not the video, a sorry. Not a fan. Not a fan. As, and it's sad because I absolutely love Melissa Benoist. Love that show. Uh, I just don't like this new costume. And Maybe it'll grow on you. I'm I'm like this, and. I think a lot of uh, a lot of our listeners and watchers will agree with me on this. There are some things that you just need lead, need to leave well enough alone, and that costume, that look that she had, was it. Right, and and it's funny because by comparison, they changed what Superman's costume looks like on that show. The yeah. one that Tyler Holshen is that his name wears? Yeah, and I'm actually totally okay with that one. Right, um, hers was a great iconic look. I love the fact that she didn't have the red and the yellow. Yellow, it, right? Her her S shield was more subdued, which set it apart from Superman's. Right, and and so now they're and I don't know which one I hate more, the bangs or the or the costume. Oh my god! So, but but I will say. 
uh, Tyler he- Tyler Hetchlin makes a great Superman. He does, and I and I'm not going to be surprised if the CW within the next couple of years or so announces that there's going to be a new Superman series. I am all for it. They they may not be able to because I think Warner Brothers is still trying to, to do the whole movie thing. Oh yeah, they are. That's, that's right. That's so, right. We'll, we'll see. And now I did really like the one part, and this is I've been saying this for years when I was reading comics and watching right. other TV shows and movies. Um, in Supergirl, Superman stops bank robbers. They shoot him, and of course the bullets bounce off his chest, and then he goes over there and they punch him, which of course breaks his hand, and he's like, ah. And then Superman picks him and goes, now, if the gun didn't work, why are they hitting? I've never understood that. <laughs> and do and you know what else what used to be funny to me? Um, I'm a big fan of the uh, old George Reeves, uh, the Adventures of Superman series. I used to love when they would shoot at him. And then, then throw, throw the, the gun, gun at him, him and he dunked. <laughs> well, let's see. The bullets bounced off him, but maybe the gun. We'll the, find out one week. Maybe the spot. gun will, 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 will put a dent in his dome. The so- best, one of the best versions of that is in the Superman Returns with Brendan Ralph. Right. When the guy shoots him right, right in the, the eye. eye and, and the slow mo the slow mo's and bounces off his eye and drops down, and you see Superman just like look down and look back up. I'm like, you're dead. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> now if that happened, what do you think I'm going to do to you? <laughs> right. Um, so, got a bit of sad news. Zachary Levi revealed that Black Adam will probably not be in Shazam two. Oh, that stinks. Yes, he said. I can. Say, this quoting uh, Zachary here. I can say that as far as I know, Black Adam is not going to be in the second Shazam because the idea is that they want to go do a standalone Black Adam movie first. And then it would kind of be if we do a third Shazam and a second Black Adam kind of parallel like that where we would actually meet. So, yeah, well, we got Mr. Mind and Savannah. So and and I got to be honest, I am not surprised that he's not going to be in the second movie because they do want to do the Black Adam movie, Solo and I film. and I think that is going to come before Shazam two. Right. But again, Shaz- Shazam two script is probably already written. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you, it was written when Shazam it hit was the theaters. Came out. So, and he knows that he's not going to be in Shazam two because he's probably already read the script. Right. Yeah. So, by the way, disappointing plus, though. And plus, on top of that. Might I add, he is also one of the executive producers of Shazam, so he knows this. Well, well, Dwayne, Ad, D- uh, Dwayne Johnson is, yes. Yeah. And um, he he already knows what's going on because he's behind everything. He and his ex-wife, Danny Garcia. Right. And so so this doesn't surprise me. So, uh, by the way, guys, um, and I haven't picked mine up yet, so maybe I should do that tonight. Shazam did drop on uh, Blu-ray and Got DVD Tuesday. So. Yeah, I'll have to pick that up. Got it yesterday. Yeah, everyone. It's funny. I'd gotten to this point where I wasn't buying superhero movies as soon as they hit Blu-ray because I was like, you know what? They're coming out thirty dollars at release. I'm going to wait till they've been out a while and and they're not as hot and they drop down to like nineteen dollars. But every once in a while, I'm like, I'm not waiting on this one. And Shazam is one that I'm not waiting on. You know, I might wait on it because I don't want to be one of those people that buys it right away for the for the thirty bucks and then you know six months later the ultra special edition with ninety minutes of extra footage comes out. Uncut footage comes out and then yeah, and now you have to buy it again. Yeah, I might hold off on that. You know, that's a valid point because I still have Aquaman and Avengers um, Infinity War that I haven't watched yet. Yeah, so maybe I should just suck it up and do that. Not to mention all the other stuff on my DVR I haven't watched. Well, I have to admit, I'm man enough to admit it. I have watched Aquaman to death. I watched the uh, Blu-ray this weekend, along right after I finished Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and uh, Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I have to say that was well done. That movie was well done, and not, it's it. it, it um, I don't know why so many people gave it 
talked about as bad as it did, but I think people need to get get a, get out of their heads. Their characters evolve, and when you have a composite character of the Peter of the classic Aquaman and the Peter David version that was in this movie, and with Jeff Johns uh, combined with Jeff Johns' initial storyline featuring the trench. It was a win-win it's, situation. A, yeah, it's a fantastic movie. I, I might, you know what? I, before I take off out of town this Saturday, I might get around to watching that. That was a great movie. I did enjoy Aquaman. So Marvel has announced uh, Absolute Carnage, which hasn't even hit the shelves yet. I think it starts next month. Has already announced that Absolute Carnage is now extended to five issues instead of four, because you know nothing is, tastes as good as getting more money out of our readers. Oh yes. So so instead of being uh, four issues that I'm not going to read, it's it'll be, be five, five issues. issues that I'm not going but to read. But you know what? I, I will give them some some credit here because at least they told us before the series has started. Um, I hate when you're in a series and then midway through they announce, oh, by the way, we're now going to be seven issues. And it's like, oh, so in other words, either your writer's milking the story or you put constraints on him and he had to come and tell you that I can't do this in the number of issues you give me. I need another issue type of thing. Yeah, I, I'm just not a huge fan of Carnage, so I'm just not. No. Yeah. It's, it's, I, yeah. yeah, I'm not a fan of that character. But, you know, by the same token, I also said I was not a fan of Venom and I actually liked the Venom movie. I'm I'm still surprised at how much I actually liked that movie. <laughs> As am I. As I, am I. I have to admit I haven't seen it because I'm just. I guess I have to get out of my. Being now hang on here, brother. Line. You just sat there and told people to get over themselves about the Aquaman character, know, and man. now you're doing now, the exact same judgy thing. Now, on now, I'm sorry. Yeah, on, I'm sorry because because one of my favorite um, Spider-Man issues was the black costume. And to see it go from there, I think we just we were just slighted on that. Well, I can tell you it has no relation whatsoever to Spider-Man. Right. Uh, so obviously they have to change the origin, which ironically works really well worked. for me. Okay. I thought so too. Um, so it's actually a good movie. I'll so, give it a chance. So funny, you should. I'll give it a chance. So here's a funny story. Um, we were actually going to review that movie for Lost in a Long Box. And so right. the whole crew here went to go see it like opening night. Right. And the, the um, – Trailers just made it look horrible. I mean, just right. like puke horrible. So we were all prepared that we were going to come back the following weekend and just rip this movie. Movie comes out. We're all standing in the lobby of the movie theater. And I mean, we're all just standing there. No one's saying anything. And finally, EK, the DJ, you know, station right. manager goes, okay, I'll say it. I liked it. And I was like, right? We were all like, it didn't suck. What happened? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's funny. Before we went to go see that movie, Enos, Randy was, sa- was saying, well, we have to go see this movie so we can re- review it. And I was like, but do we? <laughs> and I told him, I said, you do a podcast now. We're going to be expected to review the movie. And, oh, yeah. And my wife really wanted to go see it. And I'm like, but do you did really? She, did she see it? Yeah, yes. she came with us. To so, oh, really? So what's yeah. funny is we're it standing. It was her idea. She wanted to see it. We're standing in the lobby. And I straight up told Tommy, we're effed. I don't know what we're going to do. I expected this movie to suck, and I liked it. Oh, yeah. I was all prepared to just well, blast every bit of it. I was sitting there watching the whole movie. It's like, well, this isn't so bad. Right. When's it going to stink? Yeah. Well, when's it just going to blow up? I, and, and it never yeah. did. And Mad Men, you can weigh in on this. We were all sitting there like, this is going to suck at some point, right? Because I haven't seen the suck yet. I, I, I didn't go with you. Oh, you didn't go? No, I wasn't there. I, I could have sworn you went to that. But, yes, yeah. we yeah. are. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was a good movie. I'll have to give it a chance. Yeah, go ahead and get it on Blu-ray and then tell us what you think. Or or rent it, Netflix it, what have you, stream it. Um, so San Diego Comic-Con actually starts today. Whoop, whoop. Um, preview whoop, whoop. night, and then the con kicks off tomorrow. But So I know there are several listeners out there. I think a couple of friends of mine are out there. I really need to make that con someday. But um, WBTV has actually announced 20 of their 2019 SDCC bags. You know the big 
oversized bags that you fit on your back. Um, right. You mm-hmm. can like stuff a small child in it. So they introduced like 20 of them featuring their CW shows um, as well as like the HBO's Watchmen and the DC Universe, Titans, and Doom Patrol. So there's a whole bunch of those bags. Wow. Um, I didn't link them. I think you can find them on any of the, the sites out there. But some of them are actually really nice. And so for any of you listeners out there that are, are listening to us and are at SDCC and might be picking up some of those bags, I'm not saying you'd have to pick me up one of these. But <laughs> if you were generous enough and wanted to get me like one of the Flash or Supergirl bags, I'd, I'd really like it. I'd, I'd give you a shout out here on the show. Okay. Um, Dan oh. DeDito is – yes, I was about to say, and for those of our listeners and watchers who do not have the DC Universe app and want to see the Titans series, the first season is out on DVD. Is it on D? Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I, I just may buy that. It's a very, and it's very reasonably priced. Hmm. It's less than twenty bucks. Uh, I hope they do that with Doom Patrol too. I hope. You know, I want to see them do it with Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. <laughs> the Swamp Thing has been cut. All right, yeah. been canceled. Yep. He's a so, castle thing, but we still want to see the swamp thing. I, I saw the first episode and I enjoyed it, but I, I, did haven't, the, I haven't bothered watching anymore. I did watch the first episode. I'm a little bit saw, taken aback by the fact that the, the Alex Holland's origin was changed a bit in this. Yeah, uh, they, 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 they kind of like took they took that a whole nother. Yeah, the, yeah, they did. So, but you know, it, it, it's all good. Um, like you said, they have to evolve with the times. Yeah. So anyway, what I was going to say is this next one I actually found really kind of interesting. So, you know, after Dark Knight's Metal, um, we had uh, the introduction, uh, introduction of the Dark Metal and what have you. So Dan DeDito is going to be teaming with artists Shane Davis and Michelle Delecki on a 12-issue Metal Man series. Metal Man. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. And that's actually going to be using that um, Nith Metal from, oh, the dark, from the Dark Knights. So. That actually should be pretty good. Yeah. Um, so Metal Man hasn't been around in a while, long overdue, yeah. along with a couple other titles. Um, Brian Azzarello, bear with me right here. I have to change screens. Brian Azzarello and artist Emmanuel Lupacino, Lupacino, sorry, Ray McCarthy and Trish Mulville are doing a new Birds of Prey series. Oh, I heard about so, that. I really, I'm sorry. The the best iteration of Birds of Prey is the original pre-52 Flashpoint mm-hmm. ones. I wasn't a big fan of the new 52 Birds of Prey, so I'm really hoping this one's going to be good. Um, and then Tommy. We can get Gail Simone on it, and that would make it great. Yeah, but Gail Simone's going to do uh, the Death Defying Double over at Dynamite now. Well, she can do both. So I nominate you to do both. I, I would like her to come back and do both. Gail Simone Prey. is the bomb. I mean, man. she's what made that series popular the first time around. Yeah. Yes. So most uh, definitely we'd welcome her back with open arms. And then Tommy, tell them about the one you read today. Um, that's coming out in October. So coming out in October, Marvel is bringing back ghost rider. Uh, the book will be called beware the ghost rider, and it'll be spinning out of the Avenger of the events of Avengers upcoming challenge of the ghost rider story arc. The ghost rider in the book will be Danny catch. Um, apparently Johnny blaze has become the king of hell. I didn't realize that, but apparently he's the king of hell. And Danny Ketch will be the ghostwriter on Earth. So I have to ask, guys, what's the over-under on number of covers for this? Oh, really? Are they actually doing multiple covers? Is that what you're asking? Of course they are. I'm going to do that. number one. Come oh, on. hang, no, hang on. Um, Hell, ghostwriter, 13. 13? 13. 13. Okay, so you're thinking 13 covers? Yes. I'll go with six. Go with six for Madman. You have seven? Uh-huh. I'm going to go with 27. 
600. Is that actually the number 27? I have no idea. I'm just throwing a number out there. Okay, you suck at this game. You can't ask a question like that and not actually know the answer. No, I don't know the answer yet. Being that it's probably dealing with a character dealing with hell, probably be 666 covers. Let's be honest here. This is this is Marvel. This is a number one. There's going to be a ton of covers. All right. So you know what? Can we quit bashing on Marvel? And I and I will be the first to tell you that they have been low on my totem pole lately but can we quit bashing on marvel i don't want to come across as being all right never mind yes, I, 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 but it's I, so I much fun <laughs> i didn't bash him right there yeah i i i just i told about the new all right oh, have a lot of covers you know, here's, well, here's, well here's why i say let's not bash on marvel because some sales figures came in and black cat number one which by the way black cat is actually turned out to be a pretty cool series i've read is issues, issues mm. run one two black cat number one outsold deceased number two by over a hundred thousand copies oh wow Think about this. So Black Cat number one sold 255,709 copies. That's pretty good. Deceased number two sold 152,407,000 copies. Nice. But I saw – here's what really freaks me out about that. Those are 1990s numbers. Do you remember – I yeah. mean – because yeah, we had a slump there when comics didn't break 100,000. I promise you Black issue. Cat number two didn't come anywhere near that. And that's what I want to see. I want to see what the sales figures are for book two. Yeah. yeah, well, first off, the sales numbers always drop off with book number two to begin with. And I just – I really foresee this one having a huge drop do you, off. Do you remember the days – and I hope there's some other listeners after that as, as old as I am. When a new book started and you jumped on to give it a start. You gave it an obligatory like half a year, six issues, sometimes 12 if you're really feeling generous before you dropped it. Nowadays, in this limited attention span, if it doesn't hook them by the first issue, it's gone. I typically try to wait for the end of the first story arc if I can. Right. Um, what was the the one that Bendis did in his Wonder Comics line, Young Young Justice? Oh, yeah, but okay. I now, read the first two I, I and will, I was done. I will freely admit I dumped that by issue one. No, yeah, actually, I, I didn't try Young Justice. Wonder Twins. Was Wonder the Twins. one oh, where after the first yeah. issue, I was like, "This is shite." I'm yeah, Young Young Justice. I gave two issues, and that was that. I, I didn't enjoy that book. So, oh, here's the one I would. I, I'm really actually looking forward to this one. So, going back to the Dark Multiverse thing from the Dark Knight's Battle. <laughs> so, get this: in October, DC's doing a new line of prestige one shots showing how some of the classic stories of the DC universe played out in the Dark Multiverse. Oh, oh. so we're going to be getting. Um, by uh, Scott Snyder, Kyle Higgins, and Javier Fernandez, Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Nightfall. Oh, So we're going to see how Nightfall went down. But the one that also looks really good, too, from Jeff Levinus, Brad Walker, and uh, Lee Weeks, Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Death of Superman. Oh, okay. And I've actually seen the cover of it, and it looks like that when this happens, Lois Lane somehow takes over the mantle of Superman. So I I will give them their props. This is actually really cool. I'd love to see how this is going to play out. That's a good gimmick. It sounds like it has potential. I, I will probably pick up some of those. Right. And also, too, uh, and you know, I had just mentioned a couple weeks ago, um, maybe three or four weeks ago now, that while I really like the Black Label, label thing at uh, DC, they, they're getting two Batman-centric already, and they need to break away from that one. And then right after I said that, we get the announcement of, of Harleen. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing the Superman um, year one thing. But they also announced, and Enos, I think you're going to like this one, um, writer Jess Lemire. And artist uh, Dennis Cowan and Bill oh, Sinkovich. I read about it, yes. Question 
the deaths of Vic Sage. Oh man! That's... Now, now they did say there's going to be no Renee Montoya um, question in it, which is kind of the only drawback. But apparently, the whole storyline is going to deal with the fact that the question um, has been caught in a uh, re- circle of reincarnation, oh, going all the way back to the 1930s and the uh, 1930s, 1830s old West, maybe. Wow! Um, so that looks like it's going to be really good. Wow. Yeah, I, I would like to see Renee Montoya. I got used to her in the uh, the 52. 52- Year long series, and I really enjoyed that. I I really did like Renee Montoya as the question, but it'll be nice to see the Big turn of the of the original question, yeah. and especially now finding out that he's about to discover that hmm, there's been others before me, and I'm not the first not type the first, of thing. Right. So kind of like what they did with the Immortal Iron Fist was cool to see that it was more than just Danny Rand who was that wore the um, green and the uh, right. yellow or gold. So did you hear this? Captain Marvel 8, I think, just dropped today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's supposed to be introducing a new character, um, I think, called Star. Um, people are already eBaying this thing for 25 bucks. Nice. Um, and I think they said 40 for the variant cover. So, Are you serious? And, and I will... Guess who's got that on his pull list? Well, uh, <laughs> no. I Tommy will... don't call me Candy Bar. We know. I, I will tell you, I actually looked for it today um, at the shop, and it was gone. Not a copy left. Because, let's be honest, I don't think it's that hot of a book, and all the copies he had were probably just for his pulls. Mm-hmm. Now, admittedly, I didn't get there till I want to say I didn't get there till around 1130, but the shop opens at 10, so I really don't think that any extra copies sold just that fast. It's funny that you mentioned uh, Captain Marvel. I watched a news item on uh, um, YouTube that was on Good Morning America. They did a profile of Kelly Sue DeConnick. And um, I like, I'm, I've got nothing against her. I have a big um I like what she's doing with Aquaman, but man, some of the hate that people have towards her, man, is just unreal. Towards Kelly Sue? Why? Why? I have yeah, no, I, I saw some of that stuff online I too. Have I didn't no, understand it. I can honestly tell you I do not know. She does not come across as this uber feminist saying that men aren't are this that what she just loves comics and wants to promote and, promote positive images for girls. Now, one of the things that I didn't agree with was when the news reporter said that Kelly Sue DeConnick changed Captain Marvel from a bikini clad hero into Air Force um, pilot wow. Carol Danvers. Yeah, someone didn't do and, that And research. somebody did not yeah. do their homework because <laughs> ever since day one, Carol, that's all Carol Danvers has right. been is a um, Air Force pilot. So uh, do yeah. your homework, people. Yeah, but she was a tad bikini clad in uh, the it, very first it, uh, issues it, with their costume. The second one was like, uh, yeah. I would have liked to have seen her cover. Uh, but the second one, the first one, was a little bit more covered up, but the th- but the uh, the first one was a little she was a little bit more covered up, but that second one, the black one with the hip boots. Oh, and that's not even the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about the the first one the that first- had the belly hole. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they had the midriff showing. Yeah, but 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 I was like, um, but man, this woman, man, let me explain something to y'all. Our women are our greatest. Tre- our women and children are our greatest treasure. When you start slamming and saying negative things about them, what does that say about you? And Kelly Sue DeConnick does not deserve the hate that she's getting. A lot of people are saying the hateful things because whatever she works on doesn't last very long 
or doesn't stay around that, very long. No. And and that's and and that's not a true statement either. Now I'm glad I like what um they she did with Carol. I wish that she had put more of that in the movie. And one issue I do have with her is that she should have showed more respect to Monica Rambeau well, than she did. Well, that's what was her involvement with the movie? See, um, she was um, well. Do she we was, know that she actually had any script uh, advice? I don't think any, so. Any input into the script? Because that's that's my point. While a lot of people hated that movie, don't hate on on Kelly on Sue Kelly DeConnick. DeConnick. What yeah, Kelly no. Sue DeConnick has done with Captain Marvel it's and great. what she's doing with Aquaman and what she did. What I think she was a for, did a force when it was an all female team with right. She Hulk and all them. Kelly Sue DeConnick is a fantastic writer. Oh yeah. That no, debacle, of, the, debacle of the movie Captain Marvel is not her fault. So no. if you guys are basing that for your hate, you're going down the wrong path. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I can't fault the comic book writer because a lot of that stuff, a lot of those decisions are made at like the producer level. Right. And oh stuff yeah, like exactly. That. So and you can't. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times these people who writers, I mean, even like novelists, you know, um, they, when a movie gets made about it, they're like, "Well, you should do this with the film," and they're, you know, you may have writ. writ wrote the original script but you know it's our movie now right exactly right. And, and 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 i think and i think that's one of the reasons guys that you see a lot more creator owned properties now Absolutely. and that's why you don't see hollywood fooling with them because hollywood as as dumb as some of the stuff they do they're not so doggone stupid to know that they're not going to be dealing that they don't know that if they have something or take on a property or make a film franchise of a property that's creator owned, that person's gonna have a lot of things to say about it if they're not done right. And they and they don't want that fight. Right. And so, so because I'm gonna tell you, um, and I'm gonna say it right straight up. Um, just like I told somebody, if if they did the things with my character that they did in Captain Marvel, oh, we would be rumbling big time because I'd be raising pure plum hell about it. Because that's not what I well, that's not what I created. Yeah. And 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 uh, they would rather deal with a licensed property where they can where they that gives them the license, pardon the pun, to do whatever they want compared to a creator owned property where the creator's gonna be great. No, wait a minute. That's not that's not what I created. Right. Absolutely. So yes, nothing but love from our side from from Kelly Sue well, right. You Definitely. guys need to break off. In fact, um, as a matter of fact, um, if this somehow gets back to Sally, Kelly Sue DeConnick, we would love to have you a guest on Lost in a Long Box Absolutely. and talk about your work. We're available at lostinalongbox at gmail.com. Somebody out there that has contact, pass them, pass it along Big to her. Time. We, we can, we've got calling capability. We'll do a special two-hour segment if we can get you, and then we can talk about all your work and what's upcoming. You expect me to... Expect me to like uh, give up my time on my show after this? Uh, if I actually have a major writer or artist <laughs> on the show, you're going to give up an hour of your of FXBG Pirate Gamers? All right. Yeah, you damn right uh, you yeah, are. I only got three views on them. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, before moving on. Uh, so last week, buddy, remember we were talking about we had two copies of Arrow Number One, yes, by, uh, signed by artist Pop Man, to give away. Right. Uh, well, we now are giving away those two copies. So one of them is going to uh, a listener of ours named uh, Jim H. I'm going to be mailing one out to him. And he actually wrote us, said that he likes your show, and he wants to hear um, an episode on either Firefly, Star Trek, or Lost in Space. Now, here's the only issue. Typically, those were TV shows, um, and they didn't start in comics. 
But they had some very successful comic runs, especially Star Trek. Right. So I think what we're going to do, Jim, um, if you're listening or you're watching the live stream, give us a few weeks to do a little research because admittedly, while we all knew comics and, and Star Trek, I don't know a lot about the Star Trek comics or the Fireflies, but we can dig up some information to talk about. So not going to be a problem. Most definitely. Uh, the other one, uh, and this one I actually kind of really dug, um, the other listener that asked for the comic is um, Ted C. out of California. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, and Ted said that um, he loves the show. He's a regular listener. And he would actually like to hear and see some more of what we have in our own collection. Wow. So, okay. Ted, if you're out there listening. Yeah, go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Go to the live stream. And if you catch it later, that's fine. We can do that, too. So what we're going to do over the next few weeks, maybe over for the next few months, um, we're going to bring in like one issue each from our particular collections to show you. So I'm going to start one with mine, um, and then we'll get to the other one that I have here. So for my display tonight, I am going to be showing off oh, you Detective shot. Comics 475 9.0 copy, and it is the famous Joker Laughing Fish G cover. Give me, give me a second. Let me zoom out a bit. Okay. So when I say famous Joker Laughing Fish, this is highly regarded as one of the greatest covers out there um, in Batman world. That's a beautiful copy. Too. It is, yeah. Um, it's a 9.0. Um, so and I agree with that rating. So that is that's one of my collection. And you see, there's the back of it. And the and the art by the late great Marshall Rogers. Yes. The uh, truly underrated, underappreciated cover Batman by, artist. Covered by Terry Austin and written by Steve Englehart. Steve Englehart. So, yes, fantastic issue. Um, another one that we got here that has come out of Madman's poll, X-Factor yeah. number one. I recently got that one myself. And it's, it's just something I've had laying around the studio, yeah. you know. Uh, th and this was a, I got to tell you, this was a fantastic series when it first started. I mm -hmm. actually yeah, loved it. Yeah, people loved it, yeah. Um, and, and unfortunately, it, it suffered it, from the too many mutants uh, yeah, thing syndrome, from Marvel. Yeah. This this was the beginning of the end, actually, because shortly after this, Marvel's like, well, let's just put mutants in everything. Yeah, so, yeah. In fact, let's make all the other characters mutants. You, you know why the re big reasons why I wanted that book is because it's it's the first issue of X Factor, which you know is the original, the original X Men team. Yeah. Right, I will exactly. never own X Men number one. That's right. I, I keep forgetting. Number yep, one. Cause that was, yeah, because that was Cyclops, that was, Jean you know, Grey, That was the Beast, main reason Angel. I bought that yep. as well. I was then, in, it was a great series, don't get me wrong, but yeah. but that's one of, the, one of the big draws is you know there was no way I was going to ever own X-Men X number one. And another great that. one that we're going to show that Tommy brought in, and I, I know many, many people out there are just going to salivate over this one, Golden Age Batman 39? 39. Wow. Yeah. This is the first Golden Age book I ever bought. Batskates. Um, yeah. This is pretty awesome. It's uh, in pretty terrible shape. Yeah. I would say this is maybe on a good day, a if good someone's day. generous, a one. In right. A, in an air-conditioned room. Point, so point it's a five. One. Right. Yeah. Take it outside. So, so show more of the coverage because you're <laughs> yeah. showing it to yourself. And, and hold it up a little bit so we can get close on the camera. Get there a little you bit go. closer. Can you get a little bit closer, Randy? I'll yeah, you want to try to use that, that camera? Spring. Is, the is other that camera. Dick Spring on, on, on the cover? Dick Spring. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, he was the he was the... The, Look at that the spine. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. It, it oh, yeah. Make no better... mistake. This thing is beat to hell. I mean, yeah. it needs a better bag and board as well. But Absolutely. It, it, you know, the main reason it's still in that is I've been kind of afraid to handle it. It, you know, the cover is detached already. But well, at least I, tape it up, man. I'll tell you yeah. what I do. When I get a book that's beat to hell like this, I have some my lights and those nice um, uh, thick boards for them. I immediately set it to my light in the board. I slide this out. I'm laying on the table. 
I then sacrifice a, a goat from the backyard to the pagan gods <laughs> that I don't do any more damage to it, and then I casually slide it in. Um, so there you go, Ted. There are three from our collection. We're going to get some more for you next week. I, I think with a clean and a press, though, this might get up to uh, about a four or a five, though, right? Right. Yeah, you keep <laughs> thinking that. See if they can reattach that staple, too, while you're at yeah, it. Yeah, I know, right? right? Get a restored grade on it. Nice, exactly. purple, nice so that, purple label. So next week, um, uh, Enos, I, unfortunately, I didn't give you a, a heads up on this because by the time I had already get the, set up the show criteria, Ted had gotten back to me. Right. And, and I actually told Tommy on I Am at Works, by the way, Tommy, I need you to bring in a book. And then I was telling Mad Men, and Mad Men immediately started fiercely going through his long box. Damn near throwing comics at yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I found about four or five. Yeah. I'm going to bring in some nice ones. Actually, <laughs> that's a pretty beautiful X Factor number one, too. I, like I said, I got mine not too long ago. So. I, um, I have some uh, books at home. Uh, that I've got put away. I'll. Uh, I hope it's one of the ones that uh, some of the ones that I've held for a while. So I will check them out and have them ready next week. Absolutely. So yeah, Ted, keep watching the uh, the video stream. We're going to have uh, more books out of our collection for you over the following weeks slash months slash years. I'm not going that far, but <laughs> we'll we'll doing it for a while there, buddy. All right. So um, before we get to um, tonight's subject, Madman, you want to go ahead and tell them who's sponsoring the show here. And go ahead and pay our bills. Pay the bills. Yeah, man. All right. Sorry. Like the ferryman said, you the, must pay put, me put now. The comic book away. Lost in the Long Box is sponsored by Flashback Comics, located out of Woodbridge, Virginia. They have tons of new comics, back issues, trade paperbacks, toys, and statues. Located at 3112 PS Business Drive, just off of Smoketown Road. They are open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. And on Sundays, they're open from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Be sure to tell Troy that Lost in the Long Box sent you. Yeah. Absolutely. So I got to tell you. <coughs> her, um, I, I, I just love the hell out of Troy. Um, whenever we go up there, it is really hard to not to not leave the store and come home. Uh, to leave the store and come home. Right. Because you'll get to talking with them. All this stuff will come out. And it's like, you know, I got to go because traffic is already foobarred. And, and if I don't leave now, I'm going to be here till Sunday, you know. <laughs> if you're there. Well, it's like he said when we were up there uh, last week when you know, there was other customers there while we were talking to him. He said, oh, don't worry. They'll be here for a while. You're right. It's, he, <laughs> like, like, and he goes, I've known this guy for a while. He'll be here for a while. He'll be for a while. So the, the sad thing is my wife is going away on, on a girl's camping trip and she's leaving like uh, Friday, August 2nd. And I've already taken the day off because – when she goes away on one of those camping weekends, that becomes what I uh, call my gaming weekend. And now that my City of Heroes is back, I'm pretty much going to be sleeping in front of my computer and just waking up in the morning and logging right back <laughs> on. But I know that I'm going to go up there to flashback on that Friday knowing that I don't have a wife at home. I don't have to rush home. So I might be sleeping in flashback Friday nights. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my wife used to go on business trips at her old job from time to time, be gone for a few days. And she'd always talk to me about what I could do while while she was gone. It's like, well, you can have Leo over, you can have Eddie over, all this other stuff. I'm like, or I can just stay home by myself. And you know, so it's funny. I have a friend who's like, well, what are we doing when the wives are gone? I'm like, I don't know what you're doing, but I got pizza and game plan on my weekend. Exactly. <laughs> I have Little Caesars is calling to me with that with that deep dish pizza that you get for five dollars for four pieces and a drink. That's the best thing I got there. Yeah, I, I and, am actually going to and, and my Man, Xbox. That's Mad what Man I'm will, doing. Madman will appreciate this. I'm firing up my City of Heroes. And then I'm going to our friends, Danny Pubs and Seats, where it's buy two, get one free. And buy one, get one. Buy, buy one, get one free. And I, huh? 
Buy one, get one free. Sorry. And I'm going to buy my pizza for the entire weekend on that right. Friday. <laughs> You're going to live off two pizzas. <laughs> right, two exactly. pizzas. Oh, I could. Yes. Yeah, I've done it. So, all right. So tonight's subject. Oh, this is a beauty. <laughs> I love this. Why are you, got, why are you laughing? It's just, it's just the... So the reason I was... something new. The yeah. reason I brought this up was because a friend of mine, um, when we were going to lunch, mentioned this character to me. And I was, I was a little like... What in the hell? <laughs> so he's telling me about this. Oh, you got to do a show on these characters. It's going to go in the show of what the hell are they thinking characters because it's just a, it's just a mess. So dun, 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 tonight's episode is what the hell were they thinking? Characters we just don't get. <laughs> and I'm going to let Tommy lead off. So we're going to start off with one of our, a personal favorite of, of ones we don't get that came from a great series that I loved, Booster Gold. Uh, she made her first appearance in Booster Gold 36. The title of the story was This Man, This Chipmunk. So that'll give you a good idea where we're going. The <laughs> oh character's name was Estrogena. She appeared. She has appeared so far in all of two issues. So back. So apparently Go- Booster Gold uh, 36 and 37, I would assume. Here's a, here's a brief description of her that I found on the internet. Leader of the Zamorian Pirates, a pirate group of women aliens only. She helped Booster Gold escape the Starlag prison. Ate Blue Beetle while he was a chipmunk and later regurgitated him. <laughs> Seems to never take no for an answer. Can you read that again? Oh, yes. It definitely bears reading again. Leader of the Zamorian Pirates, a pirate group of women Aliens only. She helped Booster Gold escape the Starlag prison. Ate Blue Beetle while he was a chipmunk and later regurgitated him. She never seems to take no for an answer. I need to back up here. How was Blue Beetle a chipmunk? She was. He was turned into a chipmunk (laughs) by a princess from another planet. Apparently, Blue Beetle had lied to this had lied to this princess to get into her. If I and, and and this is coming from memory i have not read this story in several years but she had li- he had lied to this fairy princess about who he was and how important he was to get in her pants well okay now that's just and, expected right i mean it's blue beetle and mm-hmm. and booster gold so you know something like that's gonna happen oh yeah and she got upset and turned him into an intelligent chipmunk he wow. still had the power of speech and everything so what drugs was the writer on when he wrote this um Keith Geffen was on Keith oh Geffen. Oh, say no God. more. <laughs> yep, Keith Geffen was on oh, Keith Geffen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he was just being uh, himself. All right. uh, other creators are listed as J.M. Dematis, Demetis, um, and Chris Batista. Which is, and uh, J.M. Dematis went to write our favorite Girl in the Bay from earlier yes, this year. Yes, he did. Year. Yes, he did. So it seems, you know, it, it'll tell you that, you know, even sometimes a great writer can have a misstep. Oh, that was a misstep, all right. Man. But, but yes, yeah, I, I think Keith was just on, you know, being Keith, because <laughs> Blue Beetle when he was a chipmunk. Oh my! Yeah, I'm gonna read that one more time because it just bears repeating. Ate Blue Beetle while he was a chipmunk and later regurgitated him. Jeez, you gotta have the regurgitation too. You I thought there was like when yeah. you first said it. <laughs> like, is that a typo? Did you read that? Wrong? Oh no, it's it's right. Yeah, well, I, I thought it was like a different incarnation. The eighth Blue Beetle. No, this was t- this was oh, a time lord. Was well, the, well, the part that sold it for me was while well, he was a chipmunk. I'm like, back up. Well, what did I miss? How did we get to this point? <laughs> but, he went from a bug to a chipmunk, ladies and gentlemen. But she possesses considerable le- levels of superhuman strength and invulnerabilities, the exact limits of which are undefined. She has been shown to easily shrug off multiple laser blasts, though, as well as strength-enhanced punch from Booster Gold and tear through both steel and people with relatively little effort. 
All right. You know, yep. I, I hate to say it. I don't know how the hell I can follow that. <laughs> well, we need this character back. She's only been in two issues. so uh, No, that is yeah, definitely the, not a need no, back. No, it's, no you're, you're exactly right. I was, that was total sarcasm All right, on So since Tommy went with Estrogena. That's right. I'm going to go with the one that he, we both had on our list earlier today. And before the show, I told him, you can't have that because I have that. Um, one that I just do not get. I am never going to get it. And that is the... First premiered in DC Comics number 52 in 1982, Ambush Bug. Oh, my God. Can someone please explain this character to me? No. So, (laughs) apparently, so, and I had to go look this up, too, because I haven't read this issue in a long time. And I think, oh, yeah, now I remember why I forgot it, because this is horrible. Apparently, he was a mentally disturbed man named Erwin Schwab, or at least they believe he was called Erwin Schwab, because I don't think he even knows himself. <clears throat> gained his power after finding some clothes and landing on Earth, coming in contact with a giant radioactive space spider. Oh, my God. Um, now, he started as a villain. I seem to remember he goes off against um, Superman and Green Lantern, okay? Now, here's the thing that was just kind of messed up about this when I was researching this, because I do remember he got a miniseries, because I'm trying to figure out how did he ever get this. Apparently, fan reaction, positive fan reaction mm. from DC Comics Presents 52 Warranted a second appearance in DC Comics 59. Where was DC Comics that bad back then that they thought Ambush Bug was a good idea? Somebody did. Keith Apparently. Giffen did the hard work. Well, d- again. But, uh, did he seriously? Yes, he did. So, wow. so yeah, he starts, off, he starts off as a villain, and he wasn't even that good of a villain. He was more of like an annoyance villain. You know, he just kind of like um, the post mind wipes dr light who gets defeated by kids all the time yeah well um, and let's let's face it you know you can have like a little bit of an annoying villain and be great i'm i'm a big fan of mr mitzelplick right and but this big is fan. not even on it well see i kind of don't get that character but at least there's somewhat okay he's an imp from he's another dimension mm-hmm. he's supposed to be annoying this is just bleh. um so Actually, he finds out that being a villain is not going to work. He decides to be a superhero, um, which is how we get his miniseries. And I think there's even more series after that. Yeah. Um, I've never read this book other than the DC Comics 52. I think I might remember reading 59 mm-hmm. um, only because it was like, why did they bring this back? But yeah, so for me, one of the top, I just don't get this character. Ambush it, it Bug. Was, it was just like one of those things that you ever heard the phrase, like a movie that you watched. And that this is what generally it applies to so stupid till it was actually funny. No. And I mean <laughs> I mean, I get no humor out of ambush bug. I see him and like, who the hell came up with this? And you know, kinda like when Eddie Murphy was talking about the little rascals in his stand up, talking about, you know, the that's like the little rascals period. Who the hell thought the names up for this show? Talking about everybody's kids was named after, you know how everybody named after their father. We named after our father's favorite breakfast, Yo Farina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, and and guys, everybody out there listening, just so you understand, we know that writing comics is a hard task. It's, yes, it's, 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 it takes a lot of talent. There are some very talented writers, but. These are cases where you just want to go to the writer and like, man, what were you yeah, what were you just, on that day? Well, what, what, was it a slow day in the office or something? And, I don't get it. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. You know, Keith, as far as Keith goes, when I was talking about Estrogena and everything, he wrote Booster's arc in the 52 Maxi series. Right. And it was great. You know, I, I loved it. When he, when he wasn't trying to do something goofy and off-the-wall funny, I thought his work was great. I mean, these are just examples that even a good writer can drop a bomb. 
like I personally don't like Arcade from the X Men. I think that's yeah. a useless character. I think that's a useless character. Have you lost your mind? Yes, I have. Uh, he is the great one. Oh, okay, so, I, I don't even know if I can talk to you now. Great, great, that's <laughs> great, where you draw the line with your friend Randy. Yeah, per, no, Arcade? I draw the line Arcade? at Patsy Walker ninety five. It's he is he is the greatest melodramatic supervillain ever. That's horrible. I'm going to place them in an easily escapable death trap and assume they died. It's, Come on. It's like El Cheapo from this Triparilla cost, uh, cartoon. <laughs> now, see, I can't tell you anything about that because there's no way I was watching that. That, <laughs> that, just was actually not a, that was actually not a bad cartoon. I liked it. No. Enos, character you just Arcade. don't get. I got two. One of them. This, this <laughs> one. You can hit, barely get it out. <laughs> this one is like, is WTF, WTH, and huh? <laughs> Hindsight land. Who? <laughs> my sight land. My sentiments exactly. Is this a legionnaire? No. <laughs> He's like actually a, a I believe is a Marvel character. This is a dude that has a helmet on his head with two rear <laughs> view mirrors on the side of it. Uh, uh, Case in point, I, I I don't think y'all can see it. Hindsight boy. Hindsight land. Does it, wait, wait. Uh, does he have a chest with a twenty with a slash and a twenty? I have no. It's, it's, it looks <laughs> like he's got this. Uh, looks like a Canadian flag. No, H. Uh, it looks like he wears a red cape, a red H on it. He's got goggles, a helmet, and two side view Dude, mirrors. Those aren't mirrors. This is those beer cans with the straw. Well, the, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> did you see a football game? Yeah, yeah, I can see behind me. Yeah, and he all. And, and, oh, so I gotta cool. read this. Easily one of the most annoying superhero characters ever created, Carlton, Carlton LaFroige, a.k.a. Hindsight Lad, has the amazing ability to say annoying things like, if we had, only, if we had done it my way, amidst yeah. destruction, he might as well have the power of remembering this week's TV schedule. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, re he's really that useless. Hindsight is amazing, <laughs> but it certainly isn't a superpower. Ooh, as Bill Cosby would say, who came <laughs> up with this fool and call him a superhero? <laughs> this man can't do nothing but stand up with mirrors on his dome and set up his top of his gun. So what you do? You can't do nothing. <laughs> so you're completely useless. Yeah. I'm completely wow. useless. I got one that'll top that almost, almost. Uh, that one's bad, but I have one that'll come right into category after we find out what Madman has. Uh, I guess I'll say it, thinking along a different lines than you guys when it comes to this. But uh, uh, one character I always really didn't get was Azrael. I didn't understand why anyone would find that that character was interesting. You know why? Because no one could no one could identify with the character. No one could identify no. with the character. He was someone who is so. Uh, religiously zealous and, and tortured by it, by this organization he's working for, because he's like this crazy... I guess the only people that would be interested in that are like crazy people. Cynical Catholics. Maybe. Oh, yeah. That'd be that'd be it. <laughs> Wait, you know something? I never stopped already? to thought about that. But you're absolutely right. There was nothing about him that drew you to him. Yeah. You know, you know, you have, like, to take case in point, the Punisher. What's drawing you to him is the vengeance for him losing his family. Absolutely. Batman, the same thing. Superman, he's the guy that everybody wants to be. There's always something generally about your average superhero that or comic book character that 
that draws you to him. This dude had absolutely nothing. And when Batman kicked his butt at the end, night's end, and sent him on his way, nobody cared. Yeah, they were like, good riddance. They were like, take your and go on. But no, we don't miss you. So Tommy and I were having a conversation about just Saturday, driving up to Flashback. And he suffers from the same problem that Riri Williams suffered from as Iron Man. The character hadn't been established long enough for you to care about it that when you made him Batman, it was like, really? The guy's yeah. been around, what, a year, two years, and I you're suddenly going to give him Batman? the mantle of right. Batman? And, it- and, and my God, and that costume <laughs> that they put him in. I have seen some terrible costumes in my life and as a as a comics fan and a reader. But the Azrael costume yeah. and the Batman costume that they did as a take on, they called him Azbats. Yeah. I ain't gonna say what I you can it. see. You can see the Rob Liefeld influence by the yeah, weird 90s band. Man. Oh my god, <laughs> he was '90s man. Let, 90s. Let's let's leave no feet out of this. No, no there feet. you <laughs> no feet. There you no go. Feet. That, that's that's a book you guys can write. No feet. '90s man. No 90s feet. Man. No feet and superimposed um ill. What was it? Ill formed chest. Right. Yeah. Right. Boxy. So, boxy. All right, Tommy. <laughs> character that you're just scratching your head over. Forbish Man. Yeah. From Mad Magazine, right? No, or, this or is from Marvel. 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 Oh, Marvel. Marvel. Oh, my God. Yeah. But wasn't he in? He was wasn't in he? Not Brand X. Not Brand X. Uh, yeah. Yep. And, and, you know, here's the thing. You were talking earlier about sometimes, you know, even great writers can can uh, do a dud. Guess who was uh, the creator of Forbish Man? Stan Lee. And Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby. <laughs> Bought us a Forbish man. But hang on, though. That goes back to his soapboxes when he used to always mention Irving Forbush. And yeah, I think that's yeah. where that was that's going. That's probably where yeah. it came from. Yeah, that's probably where it came from. The character's from, supposed to be a parody. He is, but I just, I like I said, it's one of those things I just didn't get. It was just like, this is really dumb. Well, I just would love to have been in that room with that conversation between Lee and Kirby. Mm. Over oh, this. yeah. Because yeah. you know, Jim We've Shooter- created the Fantastic Four. Iron Man, the X-Men, now we give you Forbush, Forbush Man. Man. And all the editors and writers were sitting there beta breath going, oh, this is going to be awesome. And then they're all like, what? The old guys have lost it. Yeah. Now, an interesting thing about him, when you look him up, there's some in- there's some stuff here about uh, where he's been mentioned in the, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and, right. and the TV Universe. Apparently, in season two of Jessica Jones, Irving Forbush has become an attorney at Forbush & Associates. In <laughs> um, season two, episode 12 of Luke Cage... Um, Luke passes a billboard with Stanley image depicting a legal advertisement for Forbish. Call Forbish. Get what you deserve. <laughs> God. <laughs> so, so there you go. I mean, he, he's represented in, in the superhero squad show. I don't know. I don't, like I said, I just don't get don't it. Get him. All right. So here's one, Enos, here's one I told you that was going to be just as bad as hindsight boy. Um, and this one is a legionnaire. Um, so from the planet Lawler, Floyd Birkin, has the ability to detach his limbs with a quick pop, and he is arm fall off boy. Oh my god, I read about that. And wow. I, someone mentioned this, and like, is that a thing? And I looked it up. I think, oh my god, yeah. it is. And I mean, I thought there was some pretty useless legionnaires, but um, arm fall off boy probably takes a cake because not only does he turn around and drop um, drop his arms or his appendages, he can then turn around and use them as a weapon. I said, seriously? I mean, that's just... So, wait. If his arms fall off, how is he going to use his falling off arms as a weapon? He can't 
pick them up because he doesn't have arms. I I'm going to assume he either reattaches them one arm. or or he grows or he them just, back. Does he just uh, may maybe he just drops one arm or maybe he has prehensile feet where he can use his feet as hands? No, he actually drops his arm and, and uses that as, as a club and bludgeons you with the other arm. That's got to leave bruises. Though. That's going to leave a mark. Why would yeah. you even want to? If, if you were this guy, why even if you could do this, why would you even want to? No, right. I wouldn't tell anybody. I had and, this and, and I tell you what, this character is so bad. I don't think he even made it to the Legion of Substitute Heroes. Oh, my God. Wow. Is, is there any record of how many times this character's appeared? I'm betting, I'm betting around one. I'm thinking once. Maybe. No, no. Actually, I think a couple times. Um. I don't actually know the full history on it, but I know he's wow. made one, one more than one appearance. Wow. Uh, and I only looked this up because a friend of mine mentioned it, and I started laughing, and he's like, no, I'm serious. And I'm like, oh, you're kidding. <laughs> so, Speaking of Legionnaires, oh, there's I've got them. one. Okay. And ironically, he is one of the more popular members of the Legion of Superheroes. Matter Eater Lad. <laughs> <laughs> I always put this on my list, but I knew it would upset Tommy. <laughs> You will not, not mock the no. good name of Matter no. Eaterland. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> Believe it or not, Tommy, it's not Matter Eaterland. It should be Matter Eaterland. It should be, but it isn't. It's Bouncing Boy. Okay, all right. Yes, I'll give it up for Bouncing Boy. Okay, okay, okay. I like, I think one of the reasons why he is popular is because the guy himself is very likable people. He's a guy that you want to be around. He's not annoying. He's just a fat kid who is, I mean, not making fun of obese people, but it's like, you know, he's, he's the guy that, that everybody likes. People like him. I, you know, I'm not, he's got a nice personality or what have you. But the fact of the matter is his superpower is he can inflate himself and bounce all over the place. Now, what is you, what happens if somebody throws a spear at him? What is he gonna do? Is just yeah, that's air? A lot of questions. <laughs> what yeah, is he gonna look like? With? One of those pop balloons. What does he feel with? Is, is it does his does his body become rubberized or does it solidify? What what is in there? Does it is it like is he backed up because he can't break wind or is, yeah he never farts? Is he that never it? Farts yeah. his, well, you know, if if he when he becomes like super sized like that, if his body becomes like invulnerable or something, that might not actually be a bad thing. No, no, he, it doesn't become invulnerable. It's, it's just a big ball. Oh, it's just a big ball. Okay, a big human ball. Okay, then I'll, then I'll stop trying to find out anything and, good. Well, about now this hang guy. on. Wasn't he married to just as useless triplicate girl slash dual damsel? Yeah, exactly. Whose only superpower was she can split into copies. And still has no superpowers. Yeah, all she can do she's is still split up. she's still vulnerable to like a baseball bat or or what have you. And so, she well, was killed by one of the Fatal Five. Well, keep well, in, keep mistaken. in mind, Multiple Man in, in in Marvel Comics is a pretty good character, and that's all he and, can he, do. and that's all he does is split. Right? Yeah, right. all he does is split. But he can make like lots of copies. Of yeah, he yeah. can. Yeah, yeah, she can only split into. And, and remember, she became Dual Damsel because one of her girls, one of herself as Triplicate Girl, was killed. Yeah. Right. That's I'm like man that's that's, that's not, a wow yeah that's a really tragic uh, that's ride kind of dark there. right there and I think that was written by the uh, that wasn't it Jim Shooter 13 Jim years Shooter. old when he was writing Legion that might have been one of yep. his yeah um so I have one more we have to mention because it came from a friend of ours Wayne H um who listens to us and is an actual friend of mine and he told me about He's this a character. friend of mine too and uh, oh yes sorry uh, is, is, are we referring to I like Wayne 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 the train and and he meant and and this character is a reason I thought of this episode and it is shade of the X-Men 
Now, she's not just an X-Men. She is a drag queen X-Men. Oh, okay. okay. Now, I don't have anything against um, LGBTQ community or wow. drag queens, but her power, and I'm not kidding you, is she creates pocket dimensions that she can teleport in her handheld fan. And I'm like, and that's good what? for what? <laughs> yeah. She has like one of those handheld Chinese fans, Japanese fans, and she can create a pocket dimension and teleport through it. And I don't think she can take anyone else, just her. It's still pretty cool, I think. Yeah, but what do you do with it? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool if you're trying to get to the store five minutes before it closed. Right. So, I mean. But, I mean, huh? But Wayne, Wayne mentioned this character, and he was telling me about it, and he's laughing. And he goes, not only is the character, you know, pathetic and, and laughable, he goes, but I'm pretty – and this is Wayne saying this. I'm pretty certain the lesbian and gay community don't like this character either. <laughs> only Wayne the train. We love right. you, buddy. <laughs> wow, that's a good one, Wayne. That's a good one. So, well, he told me about it, and I was laughing. And he's like, "You should do a show on her." And I'm like, "No, I just I'll, I'll include her in characters that we don't like." I was gonna say, I don't see how we could get an, a cold, you know, half hour, me. forty-five minute show out of her. I got a question. Please tell me how Wayne said this, and he wasn't splitting his sides laughing while he. Oh was no, there. he was laughing. <laughs> We, were, we were coming back from lunch, and he's telling me about it, but I kind of got the impression he was half serious that we should talk about this character. I'm thinking, I'm going to put her on a list of what the hell. He is at <laughs> home now laughing his butt off because we really <laughs> – he doesn't listen to us. He, he's he always asking me, what did we cover this week? And I'm like, why don't you listen to the podcast? Uh, hey, Wayne, why aren't you listening, Wayne, buddy? Come on, slipping. man. You're, you're, talking, you're telling us Wayne. stuff you want us to talk about, but you don't even – what's up with that? Come on, man. So anyway, um, that's all the time we got this week. But I do want to remind some guys out there. Um, we have um, Mad Men show every night at 6 o'clock here on FXBG Public uh, whoa, Radio. Whoa, not every night. Every Tuesday. I'm sorry. Every Tuesday, Tuesday night at 6. 6 o'clock. No, I'm committing you to a weekly schedule. Didn't you, <laughs> didn't you know this? Well, I got a Monday through shows. Friday, baby. Matt, Open your show. <laughs> so Shock Monkey Radio, Tuesday nights at 6 on FXBG Public Subscribe Radio. Subscribe on your favorite podcast. Uh, ComicsOnline.com podcast on Monday night from 930 to 1030. Um, Enos has our associated Facebook pages. We have Batman, Yesterday, Today, and Forever, and the realm of uh, superheroes, comics, and pop culture. You know, I used to have this committed to memory, and now it's just, you know, like a sieve. I don't understand now. Oh, and listeners, very quickly, I'm thinking of a new group page to start on Facebook. I'm leaning towards something like uh, celebrating the Justice League and the Avengers or just teams, anything like that. Give me some, send us some ideas. Absolutely. Send me some ideas. I'm open. So. And you know where they can send those ideas? Would it be a great place for it? Lost and along, lost at gmail.com. And you know this. And, and we also post it on our Facebook page. And, and we also lost. have a Patreon page. We would love to have you come over there, drop five bucks to us, let us know that you're listening and you appreciate what we're doing. Um, so until next time, we're going to be down here wondering why did She Hulk smack me when I said I needed to eat my greens? Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Why, Enos? Because we're lost in the long box. <laughs> yes, we are. Wow. Thanks, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. <laughs>